Hello everyone and welcome to the Mindful Eventer podcast. I'm your host Camille Roberts and my goodness it has been a hot minute. <laughs> um, yeah so I did explain a little bit on my Instagram as to why the podcast just kind of stopped. Um, I just didn't have the time. I was really really busy and I was feeling a fair amount of burnout so I decided to just drop the one thing that I could drop without my whole life falling apart and that was the podcast so yeah I'm not gonna go on a long-winded apology um but it is back and that's all that matters right now so originally the plan for this first episode was to talk about a young horse woes and blues and (laughs) the highs and lows that were coming with uh, Mojo and the ultimate decision that my mum and I made to send him away for training Uh, and yeah so that was the original plan because I really wanted to actually explain what was going on with Mojo, what was going on with me and where we are today. Um, But since deciding to make the podcast episode about young horses, I've had a few, like a bit of a change of heart as to what I wanted to talk about because it's, what I want to talk about today is quite, I want to say, important for everyone um, and you might not really think about it too much at the moment. I know I didn't and that's why it became a bit of an issue. And so instead of talking about Mojo today, I'm going to be talking about Jinx. So to start with, I'll just kind of go over like a quick rundown as to what's been going on with Jinx. Um, I kind of stopped really riding him um, because of COVID. There was nowhere to go. I didn't see the point in, you know, working my horse into the ground when we weren't going anywhere. Um, I'm of the opinion that a horse only has so many jumps in their life and why would I waste his jumps when we're not going anywhere, if that makes any sense. Like, to be honest, I have not jumped a single jump on Jinx since we went to state and I think that was June last year. Yeah, I have not jumped since then. I have no desire to until we're actually going somewhere. Obviously, now that the comp season has started up and we actually will go places, I will jump him, but I just didn't see the point in jumping a horse for no reason. So I started bringing him back into work uh, this year and he just kind of felt a bit different. Um, He, I'll start with on the ground. Even brushing him around the girth and shoulders area, he was kind of reaching around to tell me to nick off and stop touching him there. Um, And that was just with a brush. And then, of course, when I went to girth him, he was really not happy about it. Um, The tail swishing, trying... he, He has never, you know, actively tried to bite me, but he does the head swing with the ears back and he's a bit shitty. Uh, for lack of a better word, um, and yeah, so that was that was going on. He'd always been a little bit girthy, uh, but not to that that extent. Um, it actually has improved 
a little bit since we put him on the high horse gut health supplement. Uh, I think that has done a world of good in settling his uh, stomach acids. And also when I went to put the bridle on, he was doing a lot of yawning. And in the past, I have been taught that that is an avoidance behaviour. You know, it's an excuse for you not to put the bin in right now because he's busy yawning. However, in my own research, it is actually a stress signal. So yawning is a stress behaviour. Horses will yawn, of course, if they're tired, but they will yawn when they're stressed. It's like a release. So then once the bridle's on, I'm leading him out of the shed to, you know, mount and I'm having to drag him by the reins and that's not how he used to behave. He used to be up by my shoulder and he'd be dragging his feet and he just was kind of, you know, taking his time getting to the mounting block and he was never stepping away from the mounting block. He's not a horse to do that. Um, I would get on and he would be extremely lazy which is very strange because Jinx is a very forward horse, uh, a very tense horse, and so he wants to get it over and done with as quick as possible. And, you know, at a walk, if I didn't constantly squeeze him, he would just stop, and that's not him at all. Uh, same with the trot. Um, I would constantly be clicking my tongue and not kicking, but, you know, really squeeze him to keep him in the trot. And then throughout the ride, he would slowly get that tension back and start rushing and getting nervous and curling over. He was also really stiff to the right. Uh, and he's also had a bit of a head tilt also to the right. And uh, they were slowly, the head tilt was slowly coming back and it hadn't, you know, stuck around for a very long time at all. So it was just a bit worrying when it came back um yeah and yeah he just felt a little bit off and I honestly think it has been at least two years since Jinx had any form of uh body correction so um you know your Cairo your osteo massage pemp thing um he had a, a couple of pimps in 2020, but it was it was not on a schedule. It was just kind of random, and so it wasn't really doing anything because, you know, it got done whenever my sponsor had time, and even then it didn't really get done. So, yeah, it, I kind of slacked. Um, he used to get seen by the osteo pretty often. I don't know what happened. I think I just kind of forgot that it's something you do, which is really bad because now I feel bad that my horse uh, is in pain and has been in pain for some while. So I was pretty happy when I saw that uh, the osteo that we used to use, Grant Kemlo, was heading up this way and I booked him in and straight away he said that Jinx is an 8.5 out of 10 on the tightness scale in his whole front end. Uh, he said the hindquarters were okay, um, definitely not as bad as the front end, but uh, his neck felt like concrete and same with his pecs and it should feel like jelly and yeah, he was just amazed at how tight Jinx was and he asked me if he's a tense horse and I said yes and then he uh, told me this little um, 
I don't really know what you would call it. A little story, I suppose. And so he said that a horse is a prey animal. We all know that. So they're always on the lookout for lions on the horizon. And a horse who's not feeling 100%, so, you know, he's feeling quite sore. He doesn't feel like he can move properly. He's going to be a very tense and very nervous horse because he knows that if a lion is on the horizon and he sees it, he's not going to be able to run away as best he could. Whereas a horse who's feeling mostly good and they feel like they can use their whole body really well, that's going to be a really confident horse because although they're still looking for lions, it knows it can get away. And I thought that little story tale was really, really interesting and it makes a lot of sense. Uh, so the osteo just did a few adjustments on Jinx and gave me a bunch of stretches, which I've been doing. And basically the only thing, the main thing that's going to help him get better, feel better is the stretches. Um, he basically said that if I've only got an like a 45 minute window to ride, just stretch just walk him around and stretch him. Don't ride him. Um, the stretches are more important than the riding. Sorry if you can hear like a banging in the background. My washing machine is on and it's on this stand that isn't um, stable and so it rocks the whole time it washes. It's a bit quieter now but it was a bit loud before. Um, yeah so after we got that, after after the osteo visit, I was feeling a little bit, I don't know, I was feeling quite terrible that I had kind of ignored all the signals that Jinx was giving me, you know, being tense and nervous under saddle, you know, not wanting me to put the bridle on, not wanting to go for rides. Um, but I think the good thing is that he's on the, on the, well, on the way up to feeling better now. So after that, uh, I decided to message my friend Alyssa, who does the um, um, the Di Jenkins, you know, the red light therapy um, and the body work. Um, it's neurophysiological, neurophysio that word, therapy. Um, I figured that, you know, if he is this sore, then Alyssa can help him feel a bit better and we can kind of get a get a handle on what's going on so that he can feel his best. Um, so she did him in two sessions this week because uh, there's a lot to do and they end up a little bit sore. Um, so you don't want to do the whole body in one day because then they'll just feel miserable. <laughs> um, yeah, so she did half of him pretty much um, on Tuesday and then the other half yesterday, which was Thursday. And I'm really not going to be able to explain everything that Alyssa explained to me because it is a lot and <laughs> she tried to explain it in really simple terms, um, but it's just a lot of information. Um, yeah, but basically uh, his uh, shoulder and neck is super, super tight and she just worked on releasing those muscles a little bit um, and so they can, you know, loosen and repair themselves. 
We also discovered that he had lots of pole tension uh, stemming from the tongue, um, the wither pockets and shoulders. So he basically had a chronic headache all the time. And she did this, um, this tongue stretch thing where she literally grabbed his tongue and like pulls it out of his mouth and just kind of held it there and used it as a washer. And so as he was fighting to get his tongue back, the tongue was able to just kind of fall out of his mouth really loosely and it just released all of that tension. And it's like a horse Panadol really. And it just got rid of the headache. Um, but it can take a couple of weeks for it to completely settle. So yeah, that's basically where we're at with Jinx. Um, it's not the best news, but it's also not the worst news because it's treatable and we're on the right track now. Uh, so he's having today off, which is Friday. And then tomorrow I'm just going to take him for a nice big walk. No trotting, just a nice big walk to get those muscles and legs moving. Uh, and then slowly, um, over the next few weeks, I'll pick him up a little bit, but just keep a nice elastic contact. Um, no frame, not necessarily long and low, just poking around. And then I can slowly start to um, pick up the contact. Please ignore my barking dog in the background. He's barking because my mum's dog in, is in his bed and instead of telling the dog to get out of the bed he just yells until I come out and remove the other dog <laughs> and I'm not doing that. <laughs> so yeah I was also having a bit of a hard time deciding whether to go one star or two star at Tamworth which will be Jinx's first event of the year but um, having to slowly bring him into work properly has kind of you know helped me make the decision to just drop down to one star and then go back to two star um, because he only did one two star last year and that was Kuna. Um, technically he did two but the other one was at state and they didn't really have a two star course. They just kind of, I had to build a few two star jumps for me, not build but bring them in um, from a different event and I shared a lot of the one-star jumps, so yeah, um, the last two-star we did was, I think that was in May, so nearly a year ago, and that was bloody huge, but <laughs> but I just want to make it nice and easy for his first go back. So yeah, that's about it for this episode, um, I just really wanted to have a chat about what was going on with Jinx, um, because I don't know, what someone out there might be feeling that their horse isn't feeling 100% or they're just feeling a bit different. Um, to be honest, a year or so ago, if Jinx was acting like that, I honestly would have just said, oh, get on with it, you know, you're being lazy, come on, let's go. And I probably would have ignored a lot of the signs that he was giving me. Um, but I'm glad that I did listen to them because we found out he's in some pain. And yeah, like I'm just really glad that it's nothing overly serious and it's treatable and fixable and I really hope that he can get back to feeling his best and I'm really really proud of Jinx because you know being this tense and tight and sore he has never not once tried to get me off you know he's been lazy and he hasn't wanted to move but he's always done exactly what I ask him to I ask him do you care he pops in the canner and he must be in a lot of pain while doing those movements but he still does them for me 
Um, so yeah, I feel like that's why I was kind of ignoring the signs for a little while because he was still willing to do it. Um, whereas a lot of other horses would have just said, no, get off me. I'm not doing this. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that is all I have for today. Uh, the next episode will be on Mojo and I'll explain everything that went on, uh, where he went and how he's going now. But yeah, until then, I hope you have a wonderful week, a wonderful day, and look after yourselves.